I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See you in your dimly lit room, deeper than in the... Hmm? I've done that 5,000 times, at least. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Joe Biden, Kevin McCarthy, locked in a no-holds-barred negotiation to the death. The debt may be limited, but the carnage won't end. How do you like that? Wow. The debt may be limited, but the carnage won't end. Right. Pretty good. We're going to get together behind closed doors, those two titans of the American government. Figure this out. The whole uh, we're going broke thing. Gotcha. How y'all doing? Big finish here on the music. Come on now. Take her home. Yeah. Woo. Well, yeah, I see it. There are three actual newsmaking political stories today. Usually they're bogus. They aren't actually. We're talking about but three stories. One is you just mentioned mm-hmm. uh, the Speaker of the House and the President are meeting to uh, lay out some sort of groundwork for uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what they're going to come up with. Uh, but raising the debt ceiling. Exactly. Um, the other two stories are the Republicans are having their first hearings on the border. You know, they ran on the whole. We'll have all kinds of hearings and maybe impeach Mayorkas and all that sort of stuff, where they're going to have their first hearing today run by Jim Jordan, looking into the crazy numbers at the border, and uh, they're going to get into fentanyl and all that sort of stuff today. So I, I, that's guaranteed to be newsmaking. J.J. don't play. No. Huh? no Am there, I wrong? There will be some sp- spicy times sorts of uh, lines come out of that thing, I'm sure, that we'll see on the news tonight. 
He rolled up his sleeves last night to be extra ready. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then Nikki Haley, it's official. She is going to announce to run for president February 15th. So she is going to be in. She'll be the second person officially in. What does it mean to announce you're going to announce something? You get get to do it twice. You've announced it. Well, right. I agree. Uh, It's pretty clever, though. I don't know who invented this a few years back, but it's a great way to get the, the same amount of news coverage twice. Why only get it once? This way you get the you get the coverage twice. But is the media a hungry bass in this scenario? <laughs> Just leaping at the first lure that goes in front of our fish eyes? Well, to me, you'd talk about this one, and then the next one is like, yeah, we already knew that. You said that two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I agree. Because yeah. it's, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, Trump's the only guy officially in, and now uh, someone who said that she wouldn't run against him is, is in. And uh, we'll see how that plays out. we got a long way to go. But uh, no, kind of. I have no idea what she what the calculation is on getting in. Uh, Chris Christie said several weeks ago. He said, "Why would I don't understand why anybody'd want to get in? Because all you are is a target." He said, "I think everybody will probably get in around June. The first debates in July. Get in as late as you can when there's a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. um, to be targets at the same time, and you know, start the debating." But she she apparently doesn't mind. Yeah, she's going with the conventional wisdom. Uh, I like his analysis. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, me too. So speaking of analysis, my little introduction there, the uh, heavyweight bout, blah, blah, blah. Uh, every word of that was sarcastic. Even the conjunctions were sarcastic. Wow. The The, ends. Idea, the idea <laughs> that Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy are like James Madison and Ben Franklin debating over, you know, the size of the Senate. I mean, that's just, it's sad. It's discouraging, honestly. The two of them wandering into the room, I mean, just, oi. Well, uh, Kevin McCarthy will walk in and Joe Biden will say, who are you? And then when Joe Biden figures out who he is, he'll say, well, what do your people want? And Kevin McCarthy will, I don't know if he'll say it, but the correct answer would be, I don't know. Damned if I know. I don't Which one know. are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what they actually want. I think it would have been awesome if the Republicans had taken over the House and shown up immediately with a list of departments they want cut by how much. I think that would oh. look super serious. Oh. That is not what they did. Oh, that's a beautiful dream. <laughs> that is not what they did. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. You know, I, I've achieved a level of clarity on politics today in, in a weird way, which I'll explain later, but uh, the, the Republican Party sucks. Uh, many Republican politicians are terrible. They're an embarrassment. And I'm not talking about your George Sanchez. T- is that his name? Suarez Sanchez? Santos? Santos. That's yeah. it. I don't, why would I bother memorizing his his name? He's a joke. Anyway, Santos. That's it. <laughs> anyway, uh, but they're just they're they're awful. But but the awfulness on the Democratic side often results in legislation that's just horrific. It's loathsome. It's indefensible. I'll, I'll tell you about the uh, Biden administration's rules that would free up all of your 401k managers to invest in matters of conscience and social reform. And instead of being sworn to make every decision as a fiduciary in your best interests, the federal government would tell them, If you want to lose 10% of the earnings to achieve more social justice, you're now allowed to do that. 
And it's like, holy crap, that's my entire life savings. It's all there because they swear an oath to protect it and only go for higher earnings. And now you're going to free them up to, like, invest in Antifa's new coffee house in Portland or something like that? It's it's a nightmare. So, yeah, as crappy as the Republicans can be, oh, sure, uh, prefer them to the alternative. Mm. So we should start the show officially. Uh, we mentioned the three big political stories a lot in the day. We'll have headlines we'll be talking about tomorrow, I'm sure. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, February 1st. Brand new month. The rent is due. The rent is too damn high. The year 2023. No donuts for me in 23. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's leap into action then officially, according to FCC rules or eggs. Here we go at Mark. Two missing monkeys have been returned to the Dallas Zoo. Police acting on a tip were led to an abandoned home about a half hour south of the zoo. They reportedly found the monkeys in a closet. I kind of like, I kind of like that. Police working on an anonymous tip. Hello? Is this the police? Hey, uh, you looking for... Uh... Those two missing monkeys from the zoo? Ah, uh, yes, sir. Yes, we are. Absolutely, we are. Uh, go to 123 Oak Street. Think you find something you're looking for. <laughs> Click! <laughs> what the hell? I don't know if these are the two monkeys everybody's looking for, but I just saw two monkeys <laughs> next door. So... Well, that's that whole story. So weird, though. Somebody's been snatching up animals or turning them loose at the Dallas Zoo. That's like the fourth case of it. I did not they, know that. They let a clouded leopard go. A, a, a leopard, it could easily tear your windpipe out, that beast. And it was running loose on the streets of Dallas, more or less. Got a couple of monkeys living in an abandoned house next door. Huh. Boy, this neighborhood's gone to hell. <laughs> Does that meet the, what do you call those requirements you have in neighborhoods with the, what are those called? I'm afraid, I'm afraid of what you're about to ask. But does that meet that? If you have monkeys? Does that violate those requirements? Oh, you're like your HOA uh, codes yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, 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 You got a pair of monkeys owning a house? Or maybe you I can have a certain number of monkeys. Maybe one's okay, but two's too many. I don't know. It depends where you live. Exactly, yeah. That's important. That's why they disclose that uh, in the real estate transaction. How monkey friendly is the neighborhood? Honey, we'd have to leave our 17 monkeys behind if we move in here. Mm. Uh, one more. Well, uh, gentlemen, you yield. No, I will not yield to this monkey court or whatever this thing this is. This is not a monkey court. There you go. That's where you go if there's a dispute. <laughs> to the monkey court. Yeah, if you can't come to an agreement through mediation, then you're going right. to have to go to the monkey yeah. court. Right. Um, the other big news of the day, if uh, you're into sports, Tom Brady's uh, retired, and I assume this time for good. So I'm not exactly sure why. I was actually surprised by that. I thought, I just assumed he was going to play again. Didn't you, Michael? I just assumed yeah, he was going to play again. Yeah, I try one more time. And, um, uh, and there's some decent teams out there talking about having him, like the 49ers, who were a game away from the Super Bowl. I thought, yeah, that makes sense. Well, uh, and he blew up his marriage to the world's greatest supermodel, who, let's be honest, I mean, she might be a pain in the butt to live with, but she's a beautiful woman. He blew up the marriage to stay in football, so he has one decent season uh, and then says, eh, you know, she was right all along. Well, Maybe those two crazy kids get back together. I don't know. Well, yeah, not to make it about the wife, but uh, she was angry that you aren't going to be staying home with me and the kids. You're going to do this again. Yeah, so the, for the, you're away for the kids for another year? <clears throat> And, and decided she was right, I guess. I don't know. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe he got out of bed this morning and thought, oh, God, my knees hurt. There's no way. Just no way. I, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll wait and see. 
Wait and see what? We'll never know. I don't know. I, I don't believe he's retired. Oh, I really? He's, I, I think my, he's I an bet money on that. Hundred dollars. Bet he's you hundred dollars he's retired. What? He'll never play in the NFL again. You willing to take that money or not? Oh, big talk. You're big talk a couple of seconds ago. But <laughs> you're staring at Ben Franklin in the face. You seem to be backing up. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm $100 certain. I'm just saying I don't know. In fact, that's, that's my very, th- that was my point. You Mr. Aggressive there. Did you see the way he attacked me, Michael? Did you see it? I You're going to probably have to testify to that. So commit it to your memory. Yeah. It's unknowable. The guy's an addict. I did go a little, uh, I was like monkeys in an abandoned house right there is what I was like. Please, wow. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so how does mailbag look? We got to move on. Oh, it's quite good. Yeah, it's it's terrific. Awesome. Lots of stuff to talk about today. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I need a charger for one of these iPads I got in here, and um, <clears throat> just discussing. I'll be glad when Apple switches over to the the what they call the C style of adapter charger, like every other freaking piece of electronics in the world. When Apple will get on board, so I'll just have like one kind more or less of charger around my house, and then like I said, the five different kinds I have now. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of a pain in the hiney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do your freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, oh, that's right. I Oh, I had a great one, but I don't know where I put it. Well, let's go with one that's not great, then. Uh, well, it's, I don't have them stacked in that way. Uh, what the heck did I do? That's a shame. I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, let's get back to Abe Lincoln. Oh. When I am getting ready to reason with a man, I spend one-third of my time thinking about myself and what I am going to say, and two-thirds about him and what he is going to say. That's pretty good. I don't think I do that. I should start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's uh, he says when I'm getting to reason, getting ready to reason with a man, that would extend, I'm sure, to debating or arguing or trying to go over policy yeah mm-hmm. what are they going to say understand their arguments study them mm-hmm. mm. mailbag <laughs> first of all this from juliana anyone who's owned huskies knows they can already speak dogs can talk i've had three she says all, all huskies all distinct different voices, and they all can. My male husky's clearest thing to say is, I want to come in, as he pathetically sits at the back door, wanting to come inside. This is based on the clip we had yesterday of the dog that supposedly can talk. we have that, Michael? And, and Where what? are you going is what that dog is clearly saying to well, anyone who has ears to hear. I don't even remember what it was supposed to be saying, and you certainly can't tell what it was saying. Where are you going is what, is it, that was what it was saying. It's obvious. Right. Heck yeah. The, the thing doesn't have lips, Jack. All right? It's not going to speak that clearly. It's doing its best. So that's her one uh, husky said, I want to come in. A former husky's clearest phrase was, but I want it. 
to anything you had that she wanted and would steal from you as soon as she had the opportunity. The only thing keeping them below us is our opposable thumbs. Huskies will be the first to rise up in the great beast uprising. <laughs> yeah, let's keep an eye on them. Uh, let's see. Uh, JT writes, uh, how could it have been racism? Aren't we told by a big chunk of the left that black people can't be racist? So how's the left now claiming that the Memphis beating by black cops was racist? Well, hmm, okay, that's a twist. Yeah, we're racist against uh, other black people. Yeah, that that um, that has been around for a while. So, okay, all right. It's not that black people can't be racist, according to the left. It's that they can only be racist against black people. So, in other words, black people are the only people who ever receive racism, except in the other instances where it's like brown people or Asian people. That's racism. But what if a black person is racist against an Asian person, because that happens all the time. That's internalized white supremacy. So that's the white people swinging the fists of the black man against the head of the old Chinese lady. For instance, in a case notably in, in New York not long ago, and it happens in Oakland a lot. Okay. All right. Just, you know, it's tough to track, JT. I'd imagine it's uh, counterintuitive to anybody who's sane, but yeah, that's the idea. The memorial services today for that poor guy that got beaten to death by the cops, and that continues to be a story as we try to figure out policing in this country. And we got uh, more details later on shortages of police around the country and are having trouble getting enough people to want to take the job. I don't know what we're going to do. Well, and it's probably worth resetting the fact that uh, Tim Scott, senator from South Carolina, uh, offered the Democratic Party 80 percent, hell, 85 percent of what they wanted in police reform. And they said, no freaking way are we voting for that. It would be given Trump a win. So we're not doing that. Forget it. Let people get beat or shot or whatever. We don't care that much. We want the issue. Anyway, uh, let's see. The moving along. Mike writes on the topic of George Santos. Guys, George Santos has lied so much, he's probably actually a Democrat parading around as a Republican. Oh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't claim him. He's a lunatic. He's got something wrong with him. You know, the voters in Long Island there, they thought, well, there's an R and a D. I'm voting for the R. I'd imagine most of them didn't realize he was a crackpot. And He'll seven, be gone soon se- enough. 75% of the Republican voters in his district want him to resign. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, moving along, boycott AI, writes Drew. I tried chat GPT for the first time yesterday, never will again. It was clearly created by woke liberals. I have heard that. I asked about transgender individuals and how I feel that I should not be forced to adjust my behavior and behavior and beliefs to accommodate the fragile feelings of a small population. With every comment, I would receive an automated response about how it's not programmed to have an opinion, after which it would provide me with its opinion, a very woke, lefty opinion. My gut tells me that this will become another tool to indoctrinate our youth. No good can come from this. Well, I wouldn't boycott it, Drew. I'd remind you of a boy named Tzu. Sung Tzu. Know your enemy. No, chat GPT. Study it. Let us know what it's doing. Get back in there and fight, sir. Fight. Why would chat GPT have a political point of view? Garbage in, garbage out. It was designed by progressives. Huh. I don't know if I'd buy that. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Much to talk about. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Police departments across the country are facing a twofold problem. Hiring is down. Resignations and retirements are up. Resignations increased almost 43 percent from 2019 to 2021. Retirements rose nearly 24 percent in the same years. That's according to the Police Executive Research Forum, a nonprofit whose members include police chiefs from all over the U.S. So that's something. Uh, we get the memorial service that's happening in Memphis today for the poor guy who's beaten, to, well, murdered. That, that's what they're going to come to find when they have a trial, right? Um, uh, and Al Sharpton speaking, and Kamala Harris is going to be there, and it'll be quite the big media oh. spectacle. Oh, Wow. That's just, that hurt, that last two. Uh, oof. This piece in the Wall Street Journal has got a bunch of really interesting information in it from Jason Riley. <clears throat> Memphis, Memphis's problems are only going to get worse. This is some, well, some of it's we've all heard before, but we should hear again. A New York Times article last week on Tyree Nichols managed to work multiple references to the old Confederacy into a news story about the death of a black suspect pummeled by black police officers in a city with a black police chief. Black cops and a black police chief. 
the old confederacy. Anyway, Black mayor, too, right? Uh, such is the desire of the media to shoehorn this tragedy into a predetermined racial narrative. There's a lot we still don't know about what happened to Nichols and the investigation is ongoing. If the media wanted to play a constructive role, it could provide some context and remind the public that fatal encounters between police officers and civilians, including black civilians, are rare in America, even though annual contacts between police and the police and the public number more than 60 million a year. Just a lot. In recent years, these incidents have gained more attention because of social media, obviously. But that doesn't mean they're happening more often. In 2021, a report published by the Manhattan Institute, a political scientist noted that the police killings of African Americans declined by 60 to 80 percent between the 60s and the early 2000s and have remained at this level ever since. A study published in the Journal of Trauma and Acute Surgery in 2018 looked at more than a million service calls to police departments in Arizona, Louisiana, and North Carolina and found that officers used physical force in the course of arrests less than 1% of the time out of the 60 million encounters that we have nationwide. More than 98% of suspects who were arrested using force sustained no or mild injury. In New York City, home to the nation's largest police department, police shootings have declined by 90% since the early 70s. Nationwide, police killed 999 people in 2019. 999 in 2019, according to a database maintained by the Washington Post. The victims, almost all of whom who had weapons, almost all those people had weapons, including 424 whites and 253 blacks. 12 of the black victims... And 26 of the white victims were unarmed. So of the unarmed people killed by cops, 26 white, 12 black. Even assuming the worst that the police officers in the Tyree Nichols video are guilty as they appear to be, it would be wrong to generalize about policing based on this incident. The data simply don't comport with the criticism of cops as racist and prone to excessive force. What we do know from recent past experiences is that violent crime in Memphis, Tennessee, where the incident occurred, is likely to get worse before it gets better. Why? Because of this information. A Harvard economist who has researched the aftermath of high-profile encounters between black suspects and police found a disturbing pattern. When police departments are investigated following incidents of deadly force that have gone viral that become a big national story police activity tends to decline and violent crime increases it happened in ferguson missouri after michael brown was gunned down by a police officer it happened in chicago after a cop fatally shot laquan mcdonald and it happened in baltimore after a young black man died in police custody after his arrest i remember that horrible story in a 2020 academic paper the uh, authors concluded that in cities where investigations weren't prompted by national media attention, there was little change in police behavior or in homicides. But for investigations that were preceded by a viral incident of deadly force, they got everyone's attention. There's a market increase in both homicide, uh, homicides and total crime. The problem they determined was not the investigation, investigation itself, but the circumstances under which it occurred. In Baltimore and Chicago, police-civilian encounters fell by 90% or more after the investigations were announced, and violent crime soared. 90% wow, wait, wait, 90%? Great, yes. Scott. Yes. Our estimates suggest that investigating police departments after viral incidents of police violence is... Re- this is a, some incredible stats, and then we can discuss. I'll stop with the reading. Their estimate suggests that investigating police departments after a viral incident of police violence is responsible for approximately 450 excess homicides per year. 450 wow. people die that wouldn't have died otherwise because the police pull back after these things go viral. This is 
two times the loss of life of uh, in the line of duty U.S. military in a year, 12.6 times the annual loss of life due to school shootings, and three times the loss of life due to lynchings between 1882 and 1901, the most gruesome years. Wow. Now that's a comparison. That is a comparison. So the point they make uh, later in the uh, paragraph there that Jason Riley makes and the researchers make is not that, well, then don't investigate these departments, you know, when it would seem pretty obvious that in this case you got five guys that murdered somebody. Um, it's not that, but it's that the the crazy viral sensationalism of it is what has an effect. I don't know how you would stop that from happening because, I mean, that's quite the compelling story and obviously quite the compelling video. But um, they saw no change in police, policing or crime when the stories don't go viral, but a huge difference when they do go viral. And isn't that interesting that there's that big a drop off? So your department's under investigation and being called racist. Again, uh, these in this case, black cops and a black police chief. But you're being called racist and all kinds of horrible things, nation to nation and and, uh, shore to shore. And everybody just pull, the cops just pull back. They just don't police for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, boy, that's a, that's an enormous challenge. As you say, you've got to investigate these things. But I think what it would require and this is, uh, you know, again, let me mount up on my unicorn and, and ride it to the end of the rainbow. I think what it re- would require is highly principled uh, investigations by highly principled uh, politicians and police chiefs reported on by highly principled uh, journalists. And then you wouldn't have the perception among cops, and I've talked to cops about this. This is not a guess. They've told me that uh, they know in the aftermath of this stuff, if they get into something that looks the least bit uncomfortable even, Never mind, like, bad policing or clearly brutality, but it just looks, to the onlooker, it looks like the cops being mean. If they get into something like that in the aftermath of one of these things, they are screwed. They are going to be hung out to dry by their brass, by their their supervisor, by their chief, by their mayor, by their city council, the rest of it. They will be on all the news. Their face will be on the news. Their wife will be yelled at when she brings the kids to school, and they don't need it. Well, the researcher came up with these numbers, told Jason Riley, he stressed that he was not saying police departments shouldn't be investigated, but he hoped his findings would encourage more introspection on the trade-offs involved when we increase scrutiny on police departments. You just have to admit, you, you got to accept that there are trade-offs being made here. He suggested targeting individual officers rather than entire departments. That would help. Letting local investigations run their course before calling in the federal authorities. And then this final paragraph from Jason Riley is pretty good. Sadly, the media remains more interested in hot takes than introspection or explaining the difference between anecdotes and statistical evidence. Well, right. How many sure. times in the last however many days it's now been since the guy was beaten to death, how many stories have you seen where they include those statistics? Worth noting that, you know, it's a very tiny percentage of police encounters that ever turn violent. Uh, more whites and blacks die unarmed, blah, blah, blah. You could throw that into the story. But well, you, the next but one that don't. includes that will be the first one. But yeah. you don't ever, do you? Even sadder is the fact, writes Jason Riley, that the mostly law-abiding residents of poor black communities will bear the brunt of any crime surge in Memphis, just as they have elsewhere. 
They know better than anyone that criminality remains a much bigger problem than policing, even if activist politicians in the press further endanger society by pretending the reverse is true. I heard how many times in the last couple of weeks where they quote some mom on the street, you know, I'm scared to send my my son out onto the street. Well, why? Statistically, that doesn't make sense. And the, yeah. and the media should play the role of saying, statistically, that doesn't make sense. If, if you're worried about your kid going out, there are things to be worried about. But the police killing him, that really doesn't make sense. It's so incredibly rare. Well, let me feed a little sugar cube to my unicorn now and, and point out that uh, it's it, this goes by a couple of different names, but notability bias is, is my favorite. The idea that the only reason it's in the news is that it's so weird and rare and notable. I mean... You know, a man pets dog, then goes on his way, never makes the papers. Dog chews off man's hand, does, because it's rare and it's crazy and it's scary. And so when you have this pattern repeated over and over and over again, that which is rare and notable starts to seem common and ever-present. And to get the news media to, this is the part where I feed the sugar cube to my unicorn, to, to ask the news media to, to put in some perspective and to point out, hey, what we're reporting here is very rare, and you really don't need to be afraid. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, you'd have to handle it carefully. I mean, I get that. You're doing a story about a guy who's beaten to death by cops. You don't, you don't want to come off as, it's not a big deal. Um... But somehow you have to wedge in the angle that this is not likely to happen to you, regardless of your skin color. It's very rare. Yeah. yeah. And well, that's not the way it's presented. And as, as uh, you know, these statistics point out, what's going to lead to in the various neighborhoods that come under scrutiny is pullback of the police, more crime for the law-abiding citizens, violent crime for the law-abiding citizens, more deaths. It's not good. Yeah, well, the, the narrative drives the story. Quick word from our friends. Uh, you know, it should be the facts. Uh, Matt Taibbi is big on this, um, that the facts should should drive the story, not the narrative. But it's the opposite. The narrative drives it. A uh, quick word from our friends at uh, MyPillow. They have all these great products, a wide array, all focused on enhancing your sleep. One of the standouts, Giza Dreams Sheets. Ooh, nice. Yeah, these Giza Dream Sheets are amazing. They're made from the world's best cotton Giza, and they're ultra soft, breathable, Extremely durable, and right now the Giza Dream Sheets are at their lowest price ever. The sheets are coming in as low as twenty nine ninety eight with the promo code Getty. Wow, that's a great price for great sheets. Multiple color styles and sizes of the Giza Dream Sheets, and now's the time to upgrade your bedding and enhance your sleep. Remember, my my pillow products come with a ten year warranty and a sixty day money back guarantee. Just go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to check out this sale. Remember the code Getty G E T T Y. Go to mypillow.com again. Look for that radio listener special square and use the code Getty for these great limited time specials. It's more than just the sheets; all sorts of great specials. Uh, I love the uh, slippers, by the way. Slippers are crazy comfortable. But uh, go to MyPillow.com. Remember that code, Getty. Uh, so we'll talk a little more about the national police shortage a little bit later. But that fits into this storage. I mean, that's a nationwide pullback of cops because you just don't have enough. And if you don't have enough people applying, obviously the quality is going to go down. I mean, that's just, you know, common sense. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I have one more point I want to make on this topic. It'll have to be after the break. But it... Um, it has to do with the utter lack of sincerity and actual compassion of the left when they talk about police reform. It's utterly shameless and practically unforgivable.
So they found classified documents at Biden's home earlier than we thought, and uh, nobody told us. That's kind of an interesting wrinkle in the story. And a bunch of other stuff. Tom Brady has retired again. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So before we get back into the policing problem nationwide, uh, we do have breaking news, breaking news. Oh, my. What's that? When when news breaks, the donkey brays. What's the origin of that? Do you remember? Uh, We needed some sort of sound for breaking news, and we wanted something unconventional, as I recall. And somebody suggested, how about the sound of a donkey braying? And somebody else said, I think that's a great idea. Is that the way I think it was probably one of, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, it was probably one of those things where we said, Michael, pick something. Yeah, and I just (laughs) hit that. Oh, right. And it stuck. Okay. Well, anyway. Well, and then we bought an actual donkey named Brandon, yes. who you just heard there. Good boy, Brandon. This is all why we have a donkey in studio that uh, lives in the studio with Michael over there, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's gamey in there. Anyway, here is CNN with the breaking news. 
Okay, I'm not hearing anything. Can we get into? I played it. No, uh, the TV. I'm sorry. That's why I was queuing it up on the TV. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's past now, so it's over. We don't have the breaking news. Uh, this went well. Yes, this went really well. Uh, can I try and back? Ba- no, wa- let me back it up here. Let me back it up. Time that only guilty people. Okay. Can you pot it down, and I will cue you to pot it up. Okay. Here we go. Pot is short for potentiometer, which is a fancy word for volume knob. There we go. All right, this breaking news just into CNN. CNN has confirmed that the FBI has searched the Rehoboth Beach, Delaware home of President Biden just this morning. CNN's Paula Reed is following the latest on this. Uh, Paula, what do we know and do we know why? We'll have more next hour, an hour or two on this, but they're searching his beach home now. Is this the third or fourth location? that they've searched of his homes. And we had the story break yesterday that they searched his former private office in November after his team found classified documents. And everybody's asking the same question. Uh, How did we not find out the FBI was searching the president's, uh, one of his buildings Mm. before the election or until now? I mean, how do you keep that a secret? The freaking FBI. Source I got tells me uh, that house they just searched, that's where they found the Dallas Zoo monkeys. Uh, the argument, of course, would be, well, an ongoing investigation. You don't, you don't release you're doing an investigation until somebody's guilty, blah, blah, blah. I get all that. But you tell me that if the FBI had searched any of Trump's residences, that that would have stayed a secret. No. During an election. Not. I mean, come not. on. The wow. FBI was searching his freaking stuff way back in November. Wow. That is amazing. Only way he gets out of this? Plead senility. <laughs> then President Kamala. Right. What's her yes. inaugural address going to be? He does have an out if he did anything criminal. What? He, he gets up on the stand. He uses the Jonah Goldberg line of, get these squirrels off me. And he's <laughs> and he's safe. <laughs> I don't recall. It's like Angelo said, Joey, baby, you spent so much time on Amtrak with classified documents, a million miles or something. I, I was remember. arrested with Nelson Mandela, and yeah, and my brother got a Purple Heart, and uh, yeah, what are all kinds of stories I got. Then I was at the top of the class with my hairy legs. <laughs> I don't remember. Where's Jackie? Jackie, are you here? Where's oh, Jackie? Oh, that was that was oh, rough. I got Michael. bad news, sir. <laughs> Wow, this has gotten crazy, though. I mean, what is it with all these documents? Can somebody tell me what the hell is going on? What sort of documents are they? Well, the best thing that happened to Biden was Pence's documents, I think, a week or so ago. I think that brought the level way down um, in terms of it being a big deal. Cause they, well, where, where are like a Pence staffer saying, yeah, these so-called classified documents were just... You know, his daily schedules that he wanted for his memoirs. And, you know, everybody thought it was a joke. They're classified. That's why I put them in the box. Of course, that would practically be pleading guilty to putting them in the box. That's, but yeah. why has nobody come out and said this stuff? I don't know. That's a very good question. You would think somebody would say, look, they're classified. Use your finger quotes. But here's what they are. You know, even if you are a person of the left and you can't stand Mike Pence, maybe you think he's he's a prig or he's a, a stuffy conservative Christian or whatever, whatever you would accuse him of. Dude is a straight arrow. I mean, he's never been accused of, like, using the wrong fork at a dinner party. 
So if this guy has a handful of quote-unquote classified documents, somebody explain that to me. What's going on here? That is the big piece of information I think we need. Well, that's, and I'm not arguing that, well, Biden's innocent. It's probably overclassified. I just want to know. Well, that's that's the legal part of it that is really interesting. But the political part of it, I think that question ought to come on now. The FBI was searching a sitting president's residence way back yeah. in November. Holy crap. Tell you what, Dick Nixon is going to rise from the grave and say, oh, I, I can tell you what that's like. And now they're searching his beach home today. The FBI, wow. the guys in the windbreakers. They found this in there. <laughs> yeah. The Dallas Zoo monkeys. That's wow. right. He had classified documents and zoo monkeys. He's gone around the bend. <laughs> if you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.